everybody. Hello. Welcome to a conversation on judges. We shouldn't hey. judges. Starting. Uh, how many? How long are we in judges? Do we know? Uh, it probably uh, seven weeks. Is, Is judges the bloodiest book in the Bible? No, no, I don't know about that. Know, it feels like horrible. it's up there. <laughs> it's Twenty-one, twenty-one chapters of. It might be. I don't know. It's Welcome great. to the bloodiest. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's some David times. Yeah. Him and his yeah. mighty men. They killed a lot of people. Yeah. I think what's scary about judges is it's a lot of people killing a lot of people, like over and over again. It it, it is a it's a large period of time. Yes. But it's squeezed into 21 chapters. Maybe Revelation. <laughs> this is a book when I'm like my when I see my kids reading the Bible like on their own I'm like oh wow but then I want to paperclip this one shut and be like oh, maybe, maybe just know. wait really there's yeah. some pretty I think there are other stuff. ones that could be yeah, there's there's all all yes there are it's not the only one but I feel like it's the confusing of, like Marvel movies and stuff that Jack watches that's it's true the same thing isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it is true but it also like I feel like in Judges it's you know like there's so many times where it's like God gave them these people and like it feels confusing. I don't He came up to me the other day and he said, I have a sword strapped to my thumb and stab you and it'll disappear inside of you. Judges three. <laughs> I don't think a follow-up of anything well, I can say is, is to say, yeah, then we came to find you, but we thought the door was locked. And we were still so there. Like, must be going to the bathroom. For like two hours. <laughs> uh, I do like the, there is, and maybe it's just in my head, there is like this oh. degree of like sarcasm, like a little yeah. bit of extra, like the characters of judges even from from the beginning, like they, uh, these stories are not Disney esque, but like you know Gideon and Samson and all mm -hmm. all these people have these just quirkiness to them that mm -hmm. is just like this weird yeah, character. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we're not talking about Gideon, but I love when Gideon when God says to Gideon, "Hey, if you're not feeling very good about this battle, go down there, see what you see," and then a guy says, "I just had a dream of." Loaf of bread rolled down the hill and knocked all of our stuff over. This means they're gonna beat us. I'm just like, what? what is happening here? I like Gideon too because it's like God over and over. He's like trying to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you these people or whatever. Yeah. And then Gideon's like, I'm gonna put out a fleece, and if it's wet on one side and dry on the other, then you're telling me the truth. Okay, now I'm gonna flip it over. If it's wet on one side and dry on the other, you're telling the truth and. It's just kind of, and then he had to go to listen and hear about the dream, and yeah. like which over is, and over again. Which is the point of the whole book is that of just not really getting it. Yeah, I mean that's uh, so. There's I don't really get it. There's opportunity to change, and then this overarching message that um, this isn't. I think it's important to embrace this that it's not that these people were just failures, losers, or impossible, mm -hmm. whatever, but it was this pointing to this, there needs to be something more. Yeah. And, uh, um, so if you read the book and you just go, wow, this was a terrible season, and then you could quickly do the math and go, wow, I am a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is to point towards there's a, there's a need for more, and 
it says a, a handful of times in the in the text that the, the people didn't they didn't have a king they didn't have a leader mm -hmm. they did whatever yeah. and uh, um, well they were supposed to have a king they yeah supposed to be God, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then with the direction they did what was right in their eyes I feel yeah the direction from you know in the again the context of this is that they uh, there was their time in Egypt they Moses leads them out of Egypt they a generation they live and wander in the wilderness and then Joshua leads them into the promised land and then as Joshua's like the dividing up of the promised land the clear directives of all right now follow God don't worship their gods and then Joshua dies and then this is the aftermath of that mm -hmm. and uh, I do think there's a moment when you think we finally made it yes and then I think life often says, yeah, you didn't quite make it. <laughs> I was reading a little bit about how, um, like, there's little bits and pieces of the judges where they do reflect kind of not, they're like little mini Moses where they have, yeah. like, little pieces that are good, and then the end is just, like, a lot of horrible things kept happening over and over again, and I just kept thinking about like Moses and Joshua and how Joshua walked alongside Moses for a long, long time. And then once Joshua was gone, it felt like it started fresh. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just kept feeling like, and again, like they don't really say it, but what would it look like if people were walking alongside each other instead of it being a new story over and over again? Or, I don't know. It just made me think about that. Like what, what was helpful with Moses and Joshua doing so much of Exodus together? Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't say that that went. No, well. it wasn't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's by no means exactly what it should have yeah. been, but. We get to two of the judges, and I mean, the first judge of uh, what's his face? Judges three, what's his name? That's so great. Othaniel, Othaniel, right? Yeah. It's it's just like it's the speed run of the cycle, which mm -hmm. is this is, it's so over the top, in each of the narratives of judges about you know, things were going okay, and at the top of the cycle, then uh, they got a little distracted. They got turned to false gods. They started dismissing or completely omitting God or worshiping mm -hmm. other gods. And then God goes, all right, that's what you want. You know, it's a very parenting moment, maybe. I don't know if that's, that's parenting, but it's consequences. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so they, it, it does use words that are like, you know, and then God gave them over to another people group, mm -hmm. to whoever they were fighting against. That happens over and over in the text. And then... Uh, they experience the consequences. They have like this aha moment, which I think everybody we probably have aha moments. But then it just shows the again the repetition of what our often our where my aha moment is is that there's this immediate going, "Oops, I'm sorry. I forgive me." God sends a judge that is like a deliverer from uh, the oppression or the, the chaos or the things that are broken. And there's, again, repentance, it's beautiful for a moment, mm -hmm. but then you're back at the top, and uh, the cycle begins again. And, uh, and so, you know, from this 
the first judge and then goes to Ehud, which is, that's when the fun, is it fun? The story starts. I don't know if fun's the word, but. Yeah. But it just, it's so, so, so weird, again, that uh, they're in the middle of the cycle, then Ehud, the judge, comes in to help turn the picture. And again, a thing that really is remarkable to me is that uh, while the cycle is not broken, uh, God still does use these people to change things. And so while it shows, I, again, from 30,000 feet, it's beautiful that God would use people to change the direction, but it wasn't the ultimate fix. It just, it's, again, it's screaming. There needs to be something more. There needs to be something more, which is pointing towards Christ. In the, I think this was your writing, Scott, in the beginning you wrote a lot about ruts. Yeah. I'm not sure we can use ruts and I don't think there's a positive connotation to rut. Probably not. Is there? I was trying to understand the, the question. Why does it seem good, healthy, positive? Positive life ruts seem to require unusual. Well, is there? Are there? So, uh, what I added there's probably a better word, but like being stuck in a pattern that is of life. I keep falling back into a, a pattern. There are. Not every pattern or whatever rut of life is bad. There are a lot of bad ones, but there also are good ones. I do think that, I don't think a good pattern of life, I just, I wish it happened, but I don't think a good pattern of life just happens accidentally. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I just, I would just got I saw the other question was it take to get out of a deep negative life rut, and I was like, oh, negative rut, that seems to be a double, oh, yeah, double negative. Huh. Yeah. And then, here's where you have to I don't know what you call the opposite of a rut. But like, if you're saying the rut is negative? Well, I think, like, people tend to think a rut's negative because it's, a, it's it downward. Yeah. You're, like, in this downward part of life. That would yeah. Be. That'd be a rut. I don't know what the opposite. That's not necessarily how I view ruts. I think a rut is just that's where the routine happens. So the rut is made by you following the same routine. It's not the sideways, like going down into it. It's the this direction, like the wheel goes the same direction every day and makes a rut. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. I think the, the power of routine, which is... Uh, can be, it's so, at least for me, it's very important in positive things to make positive things have to become a habit before they actually are. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so that could be the good end of it. Yeah, if you look at the definition, it says, the first is a long, deep track made by repeated passage of uh, vehicles, but the sentence they use is, a stretch of road made impassable by ruts. So, well. There is a negative connotation. They missed. Yeah. It's funny. And then the second definition is a habit or pattern of behavior that has become dull or unproductive, mm. but it's hard to change. Mm -hmm. So I would, to me, that's pretty negative. Yeah, those sentences are. It doesn't feel like a lot of intentionality is happening when you like end up in a rut. I feel like it is like the consequence of just negative habits or living life without really, 
I don't know, trying to make things it's better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's easy <clears throat> to not be present or not be aware. I don't know. Like it just, yeah. Well, it's, it is, uh, they definitely form out of path of least resistance. I love in North Minneapolis, Broadway has this geared curve that you don't necessarily think about. But the reason was is because it's going around a hill and they, when, when it was horse-drawn stuff, it was a no-brainer to go a little bit farther mm -hmm. as opposed to go over the hill. And so that's yeah. why Broadway today has these this this weird loop around uh, mm -hmm. close to Penn, actually. So that, um, you know, I think that most, maybe this goes back to the negative connotation, is that if you let a, a rut form in your life, it's... Uh, Unless there's a lot of hard work, it is generally the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, rut is definitely is something that just forms over time. Versus like if you build a road or a track, that occurs with intentionality to get there. Mm -hmm. So like I think that that picture is much different of like yeah, we intentionally put this bike lane here rather than mm -hmm. just dirt path that has been all rutted out because everyone just uses it without yeah. intentionality. The, yeah. and this, how this comes back to judges is that here we're in this many generation time frame that judges like, looks over, glances over, and uh, it's one thing to say, you know, wow, you have to you keep going back to this pattern in your life a couple times. But to look at multiple generations of, of a people, people group, and say, wow, you guys, it's crazy. You guys fall into the same rut over and over and over again. And I do think there's a lot of power in it because the, the judges can be read in a way that says, just see how dumb these people were. And your, what your response should be is, don't be dumb. And that I don't I think that's such a simplistic view of judges that doesn't necessarily yield anything. But if you read it and you if you go, wow, the the, the ruts, the pattern, that just something else has to happen here. Otherwise, this rut is going to continue on forever to me. And so, and that that perspective then points to again a scriptural picture pointing towards a need for a Messiah or a Savior or a leader. That isn't a necessarily casting out the responsibility, but I don't think it's helpful to say I I just need to be better than these people. Surprise! <laughs> you just need to be better. You're probably not. It's, I feel like I look a lot of, at family systems, and it's really easy to see like certain families have the same patterns of sometimes health and sometimes unhealth that are from you know passed on just because mm -hmm. of what your family looked like and the habits and the expectations. Like, I, I always hear that when you get married, you, they talk about you each come in with your set of expectations and rules of what you think you should be. And it's it's easy for those things to just keep getting passed down, down without yep. intentionally thinking through what is the positive or negative of that, what is the impact. And yep. I feel like it takes a lot of work to change it you know like we yeah. just keep talking about driving in the roads and to go a different direction i feel like it takes a lot of work to really process that and i think that that 
gives credence to the, like the epic scale of what Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Is that in order to explode a rut, um, takes a lot of energy and effort, and it wasn't like God coming, becoming, being man, living life, humility, dying on the cross, all these things, it's very easy to minimize that, but to realize that this was all of this, the effort, intentional efforts for us, that the rut would not continue. Mm -hmm. But at the point, too, though, is that uh, it isn't just to remove the potential of that pattern happening, it's to be embracing that outside reality so that even when the rut continues, there is a something that can pull us out. There's grace. Jesus is, is that grace. That's good. These will be uh, interesting conversations for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this, this week kids are in, in the North Loop, and so I can't wait. I'm going to oh, have a bigger strap. You're going to read yeah. read all of Ehud's story of the oh, sword sure. just disappearing yeah. into the... And the bowels is charged. Uh, yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do have an illustration for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it looked like was... Uh, if you squeeze a green burrito hard enough, it'll make everybody. I'm pretty sure I saw an ad that looked like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. Just bring yourself a burrito. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks. See you next week. <laughs>